Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica. And we have a fabulous guest today. We've got a mister today. His name is Tim. And we're going to be using his astrological birth chart to answer some of his questions around his awesome business. So welcome to the podcast, Tim. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Angel. So wait, am I the first mister? Um. I have a feeling that you might be the only male that I've done the session for, for the podcast. Well, yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, I love being, I, I'm, called a, I'm called a bro sister in a lot of ways because I end up being like one of the, one of the few guys, but I connect just as well with the sisters as the sisterhood. Love it. Bro sister. I'm down. That sounds awesome. So but just so uh, our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, so I can get to know you a little bit better, can you share with us what you're up to in the world? Well, I call myself the professional fan in my branding, and I do content writing, what the marketing world knows as copywriting, and I also do personal brand expression coaching. Ooh. And I say professional fan, I, I approach the people who I work with as a big raving fan, I want to tap into the best qualities about you and what you do. And I become a fan. I become somebody who admires what you do. And I want to project and promote the things that I like most about you that are going to resonate with your core audience so that you can attract them. And then you can continue to expand from there. Oh, I love this concept. So, so what is the struggle that we're having in the business that we want to focus the reading on today? I want to struggle on taking (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't say I want to struggle. I, mean, I want to <laughs> fix the struggle on. I don't want to struggle on this. The struggle that I'm wanting to focus on is taking more consistent action. Uh, my struggle to do that, I, I battle overanalyzing things a lot, letting anxiety get in the way, not taking a lot of action because I'm spending too much time analyzing decisions and letting myself get overwhelmed by things that really aren't that overwhelming once you actually get to working on them. Can you give me an example? Uh, just this morning, uh, looking at the schedule for my day, thinking, oh, I have these monumental tasks. I have to do a lot of follow-up. I have to do a few social media posts, and then uh, I have to take my car for an inspection. It <laughs> takes a lot of time. So it's feeling like there's so much to do in so little time when in reality, everything that I have to do doesn't take as much time mm. as, I, as my mind will tell me it will once I actually get productive. Isn't that interesting? And I bet a lot of people that are listening to this right now are saying, yep. I mean, I know I'm one of those people. It's like, I have my to-do list. It's not like super long, but I'm like, okay, that could take me long or it could take me not very long, but actually it's all doable. But yeah, you're right. It's like this little internal, um, it's like our little internal lazy button. It's like, just get to work. Like it's the, the fruits of our labor come from the effort that we put in the vibration we put into things. So I totally get it. <laughs> It's a, it's a tough thing because you, when you take on a lot of things on your own, especially when you're running your own business, you think of, you are taking on work of a full staff with just you at times. Yeah. So sometimes it does feel very, very overwhelming. It, you become afraid to ask for help. You, you, the way that I put it is that I started a business on my own because I was tired of being overstructured by bosses. But at the same time, I do need to put that structure and discipline in for myself. Yeah. To keep myself to accomplish everything that I want to accomplish. Right. Well, let's see if we can use the planets and the stars and um, some of these, uh, planetary aspects to answer some of these questions around, you know, how do I get, you know, ignite, keep the, the fire ignited so that I can achieve, you know, what I've really come here to do spiritually and, um, and financially. Okay. So the first thing I noticed when I looked at your chart was you have two stelliums. Stelliums are basically clusters of planets um, that you have a lot of. So you already know you have your son in the sign of cancer, but you have a cancer stellium. That means you have a lot of cancer. You have one, two, three, four planets in the sign of cancer. And you have, you're actually a double stellium. You have a, a Libra stellium. So what that means is that when you go and you read your horoscope and you read cancer, you should also read Libra and then and blend them because you have a lot of Libra and a lot of Cancer. So not just your sun sign, which your sun sign is actually how you see yourself. So make sure when you go and read your horoscopes, read both. Are you there? Read both of the signs. Not yes, read, read Cancer and Libra. That will give you a better um, understanding of what's going on. Interesting. <clears throat> I, will, 
I will say my experience hearing lots of cancer has not always been a positive. <laughs> I understand cancer is a little tricky one. So let's talk about cancer for a second. So your son is in the sign of cancer. Cancer is basically the mama bear of the Zodiac. Um, they have a tendency um, to be people pleasers. They have a tendency to um, uh, overextend themselves and make it about everybody else. But as a result of that, when they don't take care of themselves, they don't nurture themselves, they end up getting moody and grumpy and they crawl back in their crab shell and they hibernate. Do you ever find that you go and hibernate from the world after overextending yourself? All the time. Yeah. That, so it's very common. <laughs> that that, that, that that does describe me very well. I, I, I can put a lot out there, spend a lot of time on a lot of people. And there's a point where it does just become a little too much. I need to pull back, take a break. And I take you know, a, almost a full day just to myself for almost two days. Yeah. I just need to relax, not think about things. So it's an overwhelming of emotions. So cancer is a water sign. So there's just a lot of emotions flowing underneath the surface. And with the Libra stellium, which is kind of an interesting pair, Libra and cancer, because Libra is an air sign and they have to do with beauty. They're all about visual stimulation. They're all about um, uh, the balancing scales, justice, um, conversation, sociability, um, the finer things in life. So it's an interesting pair, um, to say the least. So, but what I like to look at when I look at the sun and cancer, what I'm really looking for is your secret sauce. So instead of just seeing like, you know, cancer as moody or hibernating in, um, their shell, sorry, I have like a sinus infection. So I'm keeping, sniffling. So I apologize for that. But cancer is basically, they're all about community. So your secret sauce in your business should be about community. If you're not currently running your own community, this could be a, an uh, opportunity for you to uh, create one. It's also an opportunity for you to position yourself as a leader. Because when I think about cancer, I don't just see mama bear. I see secretly ambitious, secretly ambitious. So your community should be an opportunity where you get your cup filled up, not the other way, not about you overextending yourself. You should actually get ignited by that community. So I'm just going to kind of plant that seed there. It's your secret sauce. It doesn't have to be something you're talking about, like, oh, I'm building this community, whatever. It's just something that you're um, gifted at doing already. So if you're not doing it, it's an opportunity for you to, to think about creating one for yourself. Well, I'm in communities that do fill me up in that way. And I help other people create community around them. And I've created community around myself. But what you mean is to create something that is more close knit, that's deeper, that's directly led by me. Exactly. Okay, and because you have that Libra stellium, it should really be probably based around, you know, like I think about it, I think about Libra, it's ruled by Venus, a goddess of love, um, the finer things, all of that Venus energy, love, relationships, um, 
uh, interior design, fashion, that's very Libran. So if you think about the community, uh, you want to bring the family, the community aspect to that organization, but then there's also going to be that, um, that social, uh, Libra is very social, all that air quality of people that have a lot of ideas, but they don't, they haven't figured out how to ground them. So that's going to be a, a gift that you could share with your community with that Libra essence. Everything you're saying right now is resonating so strongly that it makes me almost feel a little emotional to think about. Oh, good. Okay. Well, we're barely just getting to scratching the surface here. So let's keep going. We've got your rising sign in the sign of Scorpio. Okay. So this is interesting because this is how other people see you. They don't see you as cancer. They don't even see you as Libra. They see you as Scorpio. So Scorpio is another water sign and they are all, they're ruled by Pluto. So their whole shtick, if you will, is all about swimming in the deep end of the pool. They don't like any superficial conversations. They want to understand the psychology of behaviors of people. They want to get to the root of what's going on. So when people are looking at you, Tim, they are looking at you as someone that has answers. You have answers that they want for themselves because when people see um, something in us, it's something that they want for themselves. You are actually a mirror for those people who want to dig deeper inside of themselves and learn who they are. And they're seeing that in you, meaning that they, you already exude that frequency or that energy. And they're looking to um, acquire that frequency for themselves. So here's where it gets interesting because your rising sign has everything to do with your personal brand how you show up in the world and you know, we'll get to your kismet client in a second here, but when they're looking at you and they're seeing this person, wow, he's got a lot of knowledge. Wow. He's really deep. Wow. He's got a lot of spirituality. Wow. There's a, a lot of different layers to this person. What they're asking for, you know, subconsciously is what could he, could he help me do that for myself? So asking like your audience, like harder questions, not being afraid to go deeper into maybe those occult or hidden topics, those mysteries of the world. That's very Pluto. That's very Scorpio. I'm talking about human behavior, uh, talking about secrets, people and their secrets. What, what are these secrets? So you, you think about, you know, just kind of like planting some seeds some more here of just like, you know, they're seeing you as this Scorpio, but they're really, what they're trying to do is figure themselves out. Why do I feel this way? What would make me feel more whole? How do I get to know myself on a deeper level so I could smile and, and, you know, share my light and my vulnerabilities like Tim does. Wow. And I'm glad you touched on the idea that I, I crave deeper conversations, that I don't like superficial things because I really do suck at small talk. I, it, I, I can try it and then it get, that's when I feel the most awkward and uncomfortable because I want to get to know people on a deeper level, not just 
starting with starting with the easy things that make for easy conversation it's more about wanting to know somebody's heart and soul and story and what makes them who they are and exploring or talking about the things that I connect with people on well don't be afraid to use those topics in a Facebook live you know, in an Instagram live, in a video series, something where you're having like a heart to heart with these people because they're anticipating you talking about this. So if you're not talking about it yet, which I think, you know, on some level you are, but even just to go all the way off the ledge and be like, I'm going full on Scorpio. I'm going to talk about the mysteries of the world. I'm going to start the, the deep conversation with my people because I know now that they're craving that for me. So you say that I'm Cancer with some Libra, but people see me as Scorpio. So yep, that's why I say your secret sauce is that Cancer, that community leader, that mama bear. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to um, nurture and care for you. I am going to give you a safe place to share your emotions. Where your rising sign is like I'm seeing this person who has. This, the key to my lock. He's got the key to my lock. How can I want to know more? That's, the, that's that personal brand. It's the allure. It's the essence that you give off, the frequency that you give off, which is sparking a frequency in themselves of like, I need to know this person. So anytime you're not, you know, you got to turn up the dial basically on Scorpio, even though you've got all of that cancer and Libra, remember secret sauce, don't lead with that. Lead with the Scorpio. So show myself the way people are perceiving me, the Scorpio. That's what they want to start with. Exactly, because that's the part of themselves that they want healed. It is very interesting you say that because I've been feeling like I meant to play a part in a lot of people's healing lately. And... I personally have been able to connect with women on a deeper and more unique level than a lot of men have been able to do in my community. And I was told by another very intuitive friend that I would play a role in the healing of some women in their relationship towards men. Well, there you go. I think we're starting to uncover some stuff here. So let's keep going here because we've got lots more stuff to talk about. So you've got your moon in the sign of Taurus. So this is very different than all this water or even air. This is earth. So your feelings, which is your moon, this is how your inner world, this is your soul's um, intuition have it in the sign of Taurus. So Taurus is a bull. This is an earth sign. Taurus is stubborn. So whenever you are feeling, maybe like this morning, that I don't want to do that. Oh my God, it's going to take so long. So what's happening is your feelings, right? How you feel today or that morning um, is activating Taurus. And Taurus has a tendency to be, if I don't want to, I don't want to. You know, I'm, I'm stubborn. So anytime you find yourself, you know, um, out of balance or not getting things done or whatever that feeling is for you, it's just Taurus letting you know that we need to do something to make him feel better. So in this case, 
Taurus is also ruled by Venus, which is also rules Libra. So there's this, um, there's this duality about Taurus because Taurus naturally rules the second house, which is about money and, and, and um, material things and possessions. But it's ruled by Venus, which is the planet of love and relationships and all this other stuff. So Taurus is, has this mindset like, I am, going, I am willing to work really, really hard at something as long as it produces a result so that I can go and have a spa day and enjoy the, the beauty around me, enjoy the finer things in life. So if you're feeling like the stubborn bull coming out ever, it's just an indication that you need to go pamper yourself, that you need to go do something. You need to go be lazy. Taurus, when they've overextended themselves, they want to go be lazy. Give yourself permission to be lazy. So if the horns start coming out, it's time to go. That's my time to go hibernate for a little while. Go hibernate, go to the spa, go buy something like pretty, like anything that's going to um, let you enjoy the fruits of your labor, like spending money. That would be, that would satisfy the Taurian moon. I know it sounds a little odd, but it, it's very true. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, but, so it's grab, grab, the bull, grab the bull by his horns, but it's more grab the bull by his wallet. <laughs> grab the, yeah, and, and treat yourself, you know, take yourself out to dinner. Um, so, and it's very important because I think, you know, the thing about Taurus is that they overexhaust themselves with work because they're so driven, they're so, um, you know, they're so strong. You know, that's the, one of the gifts about Taurus is that people love to lean on Taurus because they're a rock. You can't push around a, a Taurus. So that's another gift that you have to, to invite your clients to um, explore with you. It's that you're their rock. Emotionally, you could be stubborn and like a rock, but now you know how to... Uh, uh, repair that when that those feelings show up. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay, good. Okay, let's talk about Saturn because Saturn's where the money is. Saturn is the father figure of the Zodiac. You have it in the sign of Libra. So Saturn is basically like if you have a dad or a dad that was involved in your life, if you weren't, you probably watched it on the Brady Bunch, but he's basically like you know, okay, this is a great idea and everything, but how's it going to work? Is it, do you have a plan? Like, come on, let's be real here. Very much a grounded planet and very discipline oriented. You have it in a little bit of a challenging um, sign. You have it in the sign of Libra. Now, Libra is a little scattered. She kind of can't make up her mind a lot of the time. And it kind of drives Saturn bonkers. So you guys are going to have to come to some kind of agreement. Otherwise, he's not going to reward you with money, opportunities, and people. So Libra needs to, like, hone her energy. All that air, social, idea-generating brain that she's got, who just loves beautiful things and all that stuff. It's like, those are great. But Saturn's like, 
I need a plan. Like, I just, you can't be running around just with all these ideas. You're driving me nuts. So you guys basically need to go on a coffee date, Libra and Saturn, and you need to be like, okay, what do I do with all of this information? What do I do with all these things that I love to do, dad? Like, what do I do? How do I do this? So he's basically saying we need a plan. We, uh, we need you to commit. That's the big problem. That's the big shadow of Libra. Are you going to commit to what you're here to do? Or, or tomorrow, are you going to be like, oh, no, I think it's this instead. Oh, no, 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 I think it's this. And then a year from now, you know what? It really was that thing. I should have stuck with that. Saturn's like, commit. And if you don't commit, I will not reward you with money people or opportunities. So Libra being the person that likes the finer things of life, also ruled by Venus. She's like, okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I want to make money. I want opportunities. I want all these things. Like I'm, I'm clear. So just know that when opportunities aren't showing up, it's probably because of an indecisive Libra who has not fully committed to her path. Sounds like me. Okay, good. Okay, so that's where the money is, commitment. Now, you've got your north node in the sign of Cancer. That means your south node is in the sign of Capricorn. Interesting here. So it's interesting because you've got a Cancer stellium, but you've got your ascendant node, your north node in Cancer. And your north node has to do with your challenge or your destiny. So this path that you're on of creating this business around your higher calling the challenge is going to be cancer, which I'll explain in a minute. Your south node is your natural ability, which is so interesting to me, which is in the sign of Capricorn. So your natural gift is climbing the mountain. Climbing, 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 right? The seagull, mountain, mountain, mountain. But the other gift that people overlook with Capricorn is that Capricorn's symbol is not just the goat. It's a sea goat. It's half goat, half fin, fish, water. It's the only earth sign that has water. So your natural ability is to climb the ladder of success. But the other flip of that coin is that you have a natural gift of understanding pain emotions on a very, very deep level. Now, Capricorn, you wouldn't think this about Capricorn because Capricorn is poker face. Capricorn shows up in the world is like, nope, I'm ambitious. Nope, I got it figured out. I got a plan because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, by the father. But people for, don't realize, and it's what I really think Capricorn is a very misunderstood sign because of the fin, the fin that Capricorn never shows. But if she showed it, the world would be her oyster. If she showed her vulnerability, if she talked about pain as an archetype, as a, you know, as a, as a symbol for people to understand that that's where gro spiritual growth comes from. So if you're not currently using this natural gift of climbing the ladder, but your intrinsic knowing of deep-rooted melancholic pain, 
you're missing out on really, you know, using that Scorpio energy that people already see you as. I think what they're seeing is a little bit of that fin in Capricorn. Talk to me. Wow. Oh, sorry, and I'm not ignoring you or not. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just making sure it's resonating. It is, and it's a lot to... There's a lot of powerful information to process, and that's how I usually operate. I get a lot of really good information or just some something very powerful is said to me. I process a lot of it. No problem. I'll just keep going. I'll let you just keep taking it in. Okay, so that's your natural gift. So if you're not currently using that in your higher calling, Capricorn needs to be unleashed here. Now, your, like I mentioned, your challenge or your destiny is in the sign of cancer. So again, it's going back to the community. You know, um, I don't know if there's a self-worth issue there. Um, something about um, being the mama bear, um, that nurturer to a community is going to be your path. It is going to be what's going to be the fruits of your labor. It's actually going to give Libra a break because that Saturn and Libra is like, I don't know. I don't know. I have all these ideas. Okay, great. Libra, you have all these ideas. Great. Let's community. Let's create a community and let's go share all those ideas. But maybe it's a paid community. Maybe it's a community where you share your other offers, but at least it gives Libra a little bit more ability to spread her wings because she does She's very, you know, meticulous in like the fine details. Um, so you could really create this sacred space um, that includes all those beautiful Venus um, energies and lead it in a, such a way that you are a rock, right? That moon in Taurus, you are a rock for other people. You give them permission to go deep and be emotional, that rising sign in Scorpio, and then that secret sauce of you being the mama bear, of you giving them the sacred space for them to really discover who they are on a very feminine, feminine aspect. Say secret sauce in it makes me feel hungry along with feeling very <laughs> emotionally moved. <laughs> well, there's probably a hunger and a thirst in you that hasn't, it's like the itch hasn't been scratched. So it's, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm salivating for it because it's been a challenge for you to own this, this path of community leader of, you know, sacred feminine healer, whatever you want to call it, this cancer energy of emotions um, that maybe they're secretly ambitious. Like, I think that it's all going to come back to that crab energy. Well, I can be crabby from time to time. <laughs> Can't we all? Okay, so here's kind of like the big kicker here. We're going to wrap this up and just talk about the... I think is the most important aspect when we're talking about this as astrology and it's your 12th house and your 12th house is your karmic debt. It's your limiting beliefs. It's your subconscious mind. It's basically the part of us that either that's 
either preventing us from moving forward or it's fueling us to move forward. And in this case, you have it in the sign of Libra. So again, this part of your stellium, Libra, Venus, goddess, love and beauty, law of attraction, multiple ideas, socialness, um, all those uh, balancing, those, the balance scales, justice, um, that is about your karmic debt. So you came to this lifetime with this, you know, energy of all these ideas, all these beautiful thoughts. It's very Libran. Simultaneously, at the same time, your kismic client came to this planet also to work through her karmic debt or his karmic debt and their limiting beliefs and their subconscious mind. So when you lead your tribe, your community to heal, you heal parts of yourself at the same time as you heal parts of their selves. So, and you will not feel that you are on the path until you step into the role of helping Libra heal some of her, and I hate to use this word, but I can't think of the better word right now, to heal some of her superficiality. Libra focuses on the fine details, you know, love and beauty and nature and all these things, but it's a little bit superficial. She ha it's not that she is superficial, it's just that it's the, the, the layers are not as deep. And that's the interesting part of this whole reading, Tim, is that Libra sees you as Scorpio. She sees you as somebody who is swimming in the deep, of the, deep end of the pool, but she's scared to, to swim in the deep end of the pool. But she is enamored by it. You are enamoring her being like, well, what would it be like if I swam in the deep end of the pool? Well, how would my life be different? Would I be able to make better decisions in my life? Because I know I have a problem with that. Would I be able to attract my soulmate if I went deeper within myself? So she's asking these questions because you are planting that seed, whether you realize it or not. And dialing back to one part of what you said, the healing that um, along with my healing journey, I'm as I do that for myself, I'm also doing that for others. It's like we're all healing together, that community mm -hmm. aspect that you said from cancer. Um, also, I do, I do want to ask what, you, what kismet client means. I know that's, a, that's one of your signature terms. And for myself and also for the listeners who hear that and say, because it sounds very different from what people hear about target client or ideal. Yeah, okay. So it's everything about this 12th house. Your kismet client is a part of you. It's a part of your soul. It's a part of you that needs healing to work through karmic debt. So I usually refer to a kismet client as you maybe three years ago, but you've matured and you've grown. So you're here to help that client heal from the part of you that has already been healing those last three years. So you're just a little bit ahead of her in that one area of the problem that you solve. 
So your kismet client, when you talk to her, you talk to her like, or him, as if they were you three years ago. So if you went back and you're like, well, what was, I go what was going on in my life three years ago? Who was I three years ago? And you look at, well, what did I need three years ago, but I couldn't find? You now become that person for this Libra archetype. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. It takes, the it takes those teachings of an ideal or a target client to a much deeper level. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the target market thing. This is about healing. This is about spiritual growth. This is about being a, a solution to the people that are going to truly honor your gifts. You know, there's a saying, you know, you can be a millionaire uh, if you just own who you are. Because people are basically looking at, uh, they're scouring the internet, they're scouring, who can help me? But if we're not showing up being who we are, they can't find us. So that's where your the word, your the power of word, the power of you speaking, the power of spoken word, the power of video, all of those things, those are attractive to a kismic client, especially if you are showing them who you are, exactly who you are. Right. Because me being me showing up as who I am is going to resonate with those kismet clients. Yes. It's going to, it's also going to give them permission to be who they are. Yes. And you meet them where they're at. That's why it's not like a kismet client is you 10 years ago. It's just you a few years ago. If you tried to serve the client that was, you know, Tim 10 years ago, it's you're taking yourself too far back in history where like the fresh stuff that excites you, that you want to teach is the stuff that's just been brewing maybe even the last year. And as you continue to evolve and grow and work through your karmic debt and release the limiting beliefs, your kismet client grows too. So you're never going to be serving the kismet client from 10 years ago. It's always going to be a couple years ago. So two years from now, you're going to be, you know, three years from now, you're going to be serving Tim right now. So, I'll be, so it'll, there'll be some other bald guy talking totally. to a holistic fashionista in a, wearing his Deadpool t-shirt that's going to need me in three years? Pretty much. Or, or not even specifically like that, but just whatever I'm going through right now, someone who I meant to serve in three years is going through three years later. Right. And the person that, and you know, the person that's three years behind that person will no longer be your kismet client. Your kismet client continues to evolve as you evolve. They're never the same person. That's why this concept of target market has an expiration date. Kismet client, there's no expiration date. Well, it does because it's constantly changing. Yep, and we're constantly growing. And in this case, your person, this archetype, this Libran archetype that you're meant to serve, She's kind of begging you right now. Can you just talk me into wanting to swim in the deep end of the pool? Because I'm scared shitless, but I really feel like you are my person to help me. It's very powerful. So I'm going to, yeah, I want to make sure before we wrap up today, have you had a breakthrough? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, good. And then I cannot feel satisfied unless I know that you have next steps, game plan. What's going to happen? I know you're probably taking this all in, even if you need to hibernate a little bit with your cancer crab shell. But what, what do you think those next steps are? How are we going to satisfy Saturn? Because you got Saturn and Libra, who's very indecisive. And then you got this, you know, secret sauce with cancer and, and the kismet client is Libra and archetype. And you've got this Scorpio. You've got a lot of moving parts here. So what do you see as those next steps? Well, next steps are putting together a game plan after I've taken everything in and processed and said, okay, this is what I need to do. Going out and taking that action, showing myself very visibly as myself. Think of who that Kisma client is and start speaking to them. And going out into the communities that I currently am a part of and attracting my own community within it. Great. What about starting your own community? How do you feel about that? Well, I would, I would, I do want to start my own community again. I had one for a short time. It didn't, for whatever reason, it was good when it started and then it just stopped being positive. I didn't feel as motivated to go in and speak to people, even though there were amazing people who were developing well and building community with each other something just didn't feel right so i i closed it down with always the option to restart it again later when it felt right all right well i think you have a lot to sit with i think creating a community is remember that's your destiny that's that cancer north node and until you truly um honor that path of being, of creating sacred feminine space um, for people to share how they feel. Because remember, you're serving Libra. Libra's very like social and stuff, but to get her like, to get underneath the hood of your, her car, it's going to take a very special person. And that person is you. And so there is a responsibility there for you. And as they say, with great power comes great responsibility. That's right. Bringing out my nerdy side there. <laughs> well, this has been a joy. I'm like so eager to see how some of these small tweaks in your business and how the progress uh, and the results um, come about after you kind of let this sink in for maybe the next 48 hours. I'll send you the replay of this, but I'm just so honored that I got to do this for you today. I'm, I'm absolutely honored too. I, I knew when you were offering these conversations that I just had to jump on it. Just the chance to be in a conversation with you, with your energy and your positive heart was, oh, it, thank it, was you. it was one of those, Tim, you're an idiot if you pass this <laughs> and, and don't jump on this before the spots fill up. Well, I, well, I have to congratulate you because you got a Libra stellium and she doesn't always make those decisions, but you made that decision. And that's just a testament to the karmic debt that you've already worked through. And, you know, the more that we make decisions, even instinctually, you know, through our third eye, through our intuition, we know things intrinsically. Libra needs help with that. Your Scorpio rising sign can help her reconnect to her third eye to her intuition, to help her make those decisions that she's so scared to make.
I'm incredibly honored again. This has been a wonderful conversation. Powerful. I'm just going to take so much with it. And awesome. You know, I'll be, you know, I'll be listening to this again <laughs> more than once because there's, I feel like this is one of those things where I'm going to listen to it more than once. Each time I'm going to pull out something different. Perfect. Well, I wish you so much success in your journeys, Tim, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. I'm not worried about that. I know I'm going to see you and talk to you real soon, and uh, I can't wait to just watch the progress. So I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your honesty and vulnerability. I want to thank you, um, our listeners, for uh, you know tuning in today and you know taking in this powerful conversation. I think it's something, regardless of where your planet's lie in your chart there is some there's a golden nugget for everybody to take away um through tim's astrological birth chart and through his reading today so thank you tim thank you to our listeners until our next episode my name is angel quintana i'm the founder of holistic fashionista magazine and botanica i hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your day i hope you have enjoyed this episode and we're able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling if you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.